This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Good job today. I don't know that we could have done that any better. Hey, crew, great job. Dale, way to stick with it. You're now listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Check out Dale Jr.'s signature Dirty Mo sunglasses from Spy at spyoptic.com. Okay, it's our turn now on the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy with Amanda, with Mike. I'm Taylor. How you doing? You ready for the playoffs? The chase, baby. It's the chase. The chase. What's this, our fifth or sixth year in a row? Let's think about this now. Made it the first year at Hendrick in 2008. Right. Didn't make it in 09. Didn't go so well in 09 or 2010. Made it in 11. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. There you go. Five I'm not good at math. But that's five. (laughs) All right. Boom. Five. (laughs) We need to get a watch or something for five years in a row. Made it at uh, (laughs) – made it once or twice – Back in the Budweiser days. 2004 when the first year yeah. of it went down. Uh, I still think we should have won it that year. 06. Uh, 05 we didn't. 06 we did. Yeah. All and right, then. so that's eight times. Man, that's pretty strong. Eight-time Chase member Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know what? I think we're ready to win one of these things. I think so. I mean, come on now. I mean, I think that's quite clear. Isn't it? In all seriousness, it's win or go home. I mean, that's the mentality everyone on this team has, especially its driver. I mean, finishing second or finishing fifth or having the uh, the best last nine races like he had two years ago. That still bothers you. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I, I appreciated the effort. That was oh, great. It was beautiful, yeah. It made me believe for the first time that, yes, a championship yeah. is achievable, right. not just getting to the playoffs, right. but a championship is achievable. And I think everyone associated with this team believes that now. A championship is achievable, and that should be the goal, right? Oh, it, this is what we play for right here. This yeah. is why you race. This is the chase. All things on the table. You got to go out. You got to make every round now. Got to make it count. We know from last year you could even be winning the daggum race yeah. and still have things go wrong. So everything has to fall into place. But this is why we play the game. It's, it's, what, it's beautiful. I love it. The thing that makes me the most confident certainly is the way this team and Dale Jr. can drive during the race, no matter where they qualify the way that this team can overcome adversity and make something out of nothing. We have seen it three consecutive weeks. We have seen it in a large part of his career. Steve Letart said it when he was Jeff Gordon's crew chief at Michigan five or six years ago. The 88 is coming, and he's coming like a bat out of hell. Yeah, That's kind of his mantra. That's what he does. His father did that, too. This is what he does as the race goes on. That, to me, gives me the most confidence yeah. is that this team can overcome adversity. The thing that gives me the most concern is 24 to 48 hours before the race starts. Yeah, the fact that we have to overcome adversity. <laughs> that, that That's the thing that you feel not so good about. But you know what? This team just continues to show me resiliency. And I feel like if they can put all the things together, I'm not sure we've had everything in place yet this year because we've had the issues on pit road. We've had the vibrations and – you know, we've had really, really good races, and we've got a lot of good finishes. Yeah. I still don't know that they've had their best race. If you believe in peaking at the right time and the wrong time and all that stuff, you know, I still don't think that we've peaked. We clearly have to get more speed, and we still have to qualify better. I mean, I think our qualifying has actually gone backwards a little bit. I mean, like, I don't remember us in the beginning of the year or even in the middle of the year qualifying 26 for our race. You're uh, putting restrictor plate racing in a different category, clearly. Because he, I mean, he sure. dominated Talladega and dominated Daytona. I mean, yeah, I'm not counting that, but yeah, I mean. But no, I, I see what you're yeah. saying, I, and I agree with you. I don't think this team has had its best race yet. If you don't include those, those were, 
the 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 second Daytona race was just the most dominant thing you'll ever see. D- Daigle was great too, right? Um, and and certainly, if that car gets off the hauler in good shape, you'd have to like its chances in Talladega again. Uh, but obviously, consistent performance at those other nine tracks is what's so important. It's what's important. But you know what? I I, I like I like our driver in the seat. I like our crew chief. I like our team. Uh, I think that if we just put it all together, we can really make a run for this thing and have a little bit of luck go our way. I don't mind asking for luck. You need it in the chase. Hendrick as a team has really been surprisingly down yeah. uh, the last couple of months. You know, I mean, I think the 48 especially, to see the way that that team has kind of sputtered as the season has gone on has been surprising. And Jeff Gordon said it after the race. The 88 is the class of Hendrick Motorsports, and he's right. It was cool to hear him say it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I, I might have rewinded it. <laughs> a couple times? Three times. <laughs> but he's right. He is right. So the bad news is, is Hendrick needs to catch up to Gibbs and to Penske probably. The, uh, the good news is, is the car that's absolutely the most competitive through 26 races is the one we want to win. Yeah, you know what? I'm watching that Richmond race um, and watching those Gibbs cars run one, two, three, four. Gracious. And I'm like, my goodness, what is going on here? These guys are on a rail. I mean, what is going on? And I know it's cyclical, and I get it. And you know, they're, they're, you know, there was it just as recently as last year where Gibbs was down, or at the beginning yeah. of this year. Well, I mean, think, so think about cyclical. all the wins Jimmy had at the beginning of this season. Right, right, that's right. And then you know, Harvick obviously had his run. And what, you know, where's Harvick been right. uh, in the win column? So it's cyclical. But uh, man, those Gibbs things are fast. And I'm really eager to actually talk to Travis Mack on speed dial coming up here in a few minutes because I, I think that's a question that we should ask him, uh, Travis being the car chief of the 88 team, just overall speed, you know, where, where his head is on this. Yeah. I mean, what do they see when they go out to the track and see these Gibbs cars? Kenseth, Bush, Logano, top three there. Hamlin ended up finishing sixth. Eric Almarola finished fourth. He was going to – he tried at least to be the uh, the fly in the ointment to try to get into – the chase, and he ends up finishing 17th, one spot I mean, out. It, how fast has your car got to be when you can finish sixth on one leg? <laughs> Denny Hamlin, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, Kali. You know, I don't want to spend too much time talking about the Richmond race. Uh, I'd rather talk about what's going on moving forward with Travis Mack. We'll talk to the car chief. We'll talk about the chase and all of that. Uh, but, again, when you just look at the stats, Amanda does such a good job of putting that all together. Started 29th. Up to 21st by lap 30. Up to 17th by lap 103. Uh, let's see. Up to 8th by two, lap 296. And finished 5th. Yeah. But and just gained on it all night. Gained on it, but it wasn't like one of those things where he just took off out of the gates and he was clearly a fast car. No, I mean, it was that, slow, they, steady progress. They had to work to get that car. They changed everything on that car during the race. And finally landed on something that where he was competitive, but he did, he inched up on it, and next thing you know, he's cracking on the top five. And I'm like, wow, who saw this coming? Because if you were paying attention to even Dell's Twitter feed on Friday, mm-hmm. you could clearly see angry. frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was not it was not pretty. Yeah. So Chase starts in Chicago, and I th- you know with the way that this team has competed the last couple of years, you think about some of the places that Junior has won and the places he's had chances to win, places that historically we would have scratched our head and said, wow, it's amazing he's winning, sweeping Pocono or having chances to win in Dover like he did in the chase uh, two years ago. You look at the schedule, Mike, and there isn't really a track 
in this chase that concerns me. Is there one for you? <sighs> like Darlington, and I'm sorry, I know how much you love the Glen, but like Darlington and the Glen and a couple places like that, I'm always like, man, I, I don't know what we're going to be like there. There's not one race in the chase where I think, golly, I, I just don't know yeah. what kind of car we're going to have for him. I, I do really wish the Glen was part of the chase. Uh, that <laughs> I, I would feel do. confident uh, in. I would even make predictions. But, um, yeah, you know, we've had a couple of unfortunate luck at Dover, um, but we know that we run well there. I mean, yeah. he, sh- he should have won Dover last year if it wasn't for that daggum Jimmy Johnson. That's right. Um, you know, uh, Chicago's a, ch- a track that I think that we've gotten a lot better at. I mean, he has won there before. That's right. Uh, it was a while ago, but, uh, you know, no, I, I feel confident in all those races. Those are all r- racetracks that he has uh, traditionally done well at. Maybe Loudon is. But, you know, we've gotten better at Loudon. So, yeah. like, that, like a, a year ago, then I would not have felt great about Loudon. Defending champion at Martinsville. Right. Obviously, he's always running really strong. Talladega, Texas, you're bringing back Phoenix, that piece. Yeah, bringing back the piece. Homestead. He likes. Yeah, absolutely. He, they've tested there, and he likes it. And um, so – Again, almost had a heart attack at Kansas, which was right after the 600 when they ran out of gas. And then in Kansas, he almost ran out of gas again. Yeah. Finished second to Kozlowski there a few years ago. I, I wouldn't mind seeing some redemption at Kansas yeah. uh, after last year because that was a race that we had him covered, boy. I'm telling you, we had him covered. Yeah. And he's out there leading that race. And uh, I think it was a tire went down That's right. and right into the wall. I think that obviously more speed is the biggest thing that everybody would say they need to see. From this car moving forward. Yeah. Speed. Speed's what we need. What, what Rocky was it when uh, Mickey, the trainer, was like, speed's what we need. Yeah, that was uh, when he's chasing. Lightning fast speed. You know, crap thunder. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, That's that, what we need to do. We need Dan to call up. Dado to say. Don't look at me like that, Amanda. That's Rocky. I'm looking at you that way because I've never seen one Rocky. What? Movie. What in the world? Are you, are you <laughs> so serious? I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Taylor, I'm sorry. I never meant to bring you into a situation like this right, where somebody me. in the room has not seen Rocky. Amanda, God bless you. Okay. Adrian has the baby, all right? They're worried they're this. gonna lose the baby. Okay? Okay. And so Rocky's there all days the you know, all times of the day and the night, and Mickey the trainer is there with him. He's praying in the church. Mm-hmm. He's He's beside himself because uh, Adrian's in a coma after she gives birth to their first child. Because she was at the pet store working when she shouldn't have been. That's exactly right. She worked too long. Yeah. And Mickey had questioned Rocky's heart and probably gone too far in questioning Rocky's heart. There was was some fragile feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Adrian miraculously comes out of a coma. And then she tells him to win. And she says, there's one thing I need you to do for me. Win. And the baby she oh, had was like the hairiest and chihuahua-looking <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, was, my gosh. It, it was crazy it how, was. Hairy, how much was. hair was on that it baby. It really was. We need to get – we're off track now. No, no we're not. No, we're no, on this track. Is great. This, this is, is what we need for the show. Seriously, chase. this is great. And then so after that, Mickey has Rocky chase a live chicken around, and he's not ready to fight Apollo Creed and beat Apollo Creed. That's right. Until he can catch that chicken. And guess what he we does? Need, we need speed, Amanda. And guess what he does, Amanda? Yeah. Does he he catches the chicken. Oh. You know what? Because he has speed. We need to get Dale Jr. to chase a chicken this <laughs> That's week. That's what I'm talking about. He needs speed. Greasy, fast speed. You need. I, for, 
for 360, you need Junior to chase, chase a chicken. You really do. I've got chickens. I can bring them. <laughs> Make Dale Junior chase a chicken. This wouldn't even be Junior, the first time. you are not ready to win a championship it's until a, you catch, catch that chicken. This wouldn't even be the first time I brought my chickens to work. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. At orbit on 360, for that, that matter. That's right. All right, <laughs> so let's bring the chicken. If Junior chases it, we'll go to Greg Ives and said. We found speed. <laughs> oh, I am all about that. I think that would be the greatest 360 ever. Speed dial. Okay, for speed dial, what are we doing this week, Mike Davis? Got to talk to my man Travis Matt, car chief on the number 88 nationwide team. Used to be here at Junior Motorsports, left us. He won a championship and took off, just like hey, T-Mac does. What's up? Good, how are you guys? We're doing good, man. You busy today? Oh, yeah. Hard at it today, getting ready for Chicago. Starting the chase. I support him completely for, you know, building his brand and then moving on. <laughs> well, he's actually – he went back to Hendrick Motorsports is where he started. He, yeah. T-Mac came over. We, we stole him from Hendrick, so it was only natural for him to go back. Uh, and certainly <laughs> he's done a very good job as the, uh, as the car chief. Travis, let's talk a little bit about where this team is through 26 races. There are a lot of people that look at one company or maybe two companies in particular – who have had speed consistently through the season and are concerned about Hendrick Motorsports. How would you evaluate 26 races with the 88 and with Hendrick? Um, as far as the 88 goes, I mean, I feel like our cars have had great speed. Uh, sometimes it's hard to tell just watching TV, but uh feel good about our cars. Uh, you know, obviously there's things we need to work on and get better at. Like, uh, qualifying, for instance, we, we don't qualify the best, so we know we need to work on that. You know, starting up front like some of the other guys, they – tend to have a better race, you know, just able to stay up front the entire race. And most of the time it takes us, you know, the entire race to get up there to the top five. We still haven't shot at the win yet. So uh, once we work on qualifying and get that figured out, I think our cars have great speed. i got to ask you, Travis, be honest now, because when we watch a race, and even if you unload and you're not the fastest, we always just know that you guys are so good that you're going to come on through the field when the race starts, or at least when you get in the crux of the race. However, this weekend it seemed like Junior was uh, – more animated than usual about uh, where you guys were on Friday, and yet you still finish in the top five. Be honest. Did you really see a top five coming out of this car on Friday? No. You know, at first, you know, there was runs where we had good speed, and then the next run we didn't have good speed. So we were definitely hit or miss on Friday, and it was hard to tell. You know, I think it's people don't believe us, but, you know, a lot of times we don't know what we got until the race starts, you know. <laughs> They like to know a more educated guess than that, but sometimes I tell them, you know, you'll know on lap 10, same time I do. So we got to get better coming off the truck for sure and uh, make Dell a little happier on Friday so we can get that qualifying effort that we need. Yeah, and that's obvious to everyone. I mean, certainly like TJ has said uh, on this podcast before, you, you'd rather have it the way that we have it, where, you know, you've got a great racer who is going to always be so good as the car, uh, as the race goes on. Uh, but qualifying historically has been a problem for Dale Jr. It's not just this year. It's That's the way it's, it's always been. He's always been much better in the race. His father certainly was like that. I was like going to say, if you want to go uh, back, you yeah. can go back to his dad. He yeah, didn't I mean, care about qualifying. Certainly, yeah, <laughs> certainly there are some parallels there. Uh, but if you can put your finger on something, Travis, I mean, if if there is a way to improve that in Chicago. How, how do you do that? In, yeah, <laughs> in Dover, in Loudoun. Please, I know that this is what you spend your entire day going over. So, uh, I, believe us, we know that that's what you're dealing with. But what are some of the things you're trying to do in order to make a, a for a better hot lap? Well, right now, you know, we've been talking about for a couple of weeks with me and Greg and the engineers, just talking about what we are doing, you know, and 
maybe just going down a different path, just trying something completely different, you know. What's the worst going to happen? We're going to qualify 20th, you know, if we mm. keep kidding ourselves because that's about our average, you know. <laughs> so we're just looking into different things, uh, things we see in the garage other guys are doing maybe that might be in a little bit of advantage. And, you know, as a company as a whole, we haven't really qualified that well. So we're kind of looking at what all four teams are doing the same that, you know, maybe we need to do a little differently. What is different about Junior's driving style on that lap than, say, and you're right about the whole company, but what's different about his style than, say, Casey Kane, who has won, who's always been very good in qualifying? You know, I, I think Dale's more of a chasey. You know, if he had a guy in front of him, he would chase uh, him down and pass him. You know, maybe qualifying, he's, he's out there by himself, you know, and you're trying to hit your marks, and it's just hard to tell what you're doing. You know, sometimes he'll put up a great lap, but he felt like he was slow, and then other times, it feels like he put down a good lap, and you know we're 25th. So, you know maybe if we more had of a pack qualifying deal, he get out there and pass a couple guys, and you know he puts down some good laps. So it's just hard to do when you're trying to hit marks and not really sure, you know, how deep to drive in and when to get back in the gas and how you compare to the other guys. Mike, I think it, with all your pull in NASCAR, you need to see if we can get somebody like Ryan Newman or Casey Kane to go out there and see if Junior can catch him. I was thinking Amanda probably has some rabbits or something around her farm that uh, <laughs> probably get a couple of rabbits put them out there chase one of those yeah, things. Yeah, I was kidding about that. I was actually kidding about it with him uh, this weekend. You know, we watched Josh Berry go out, and he got right behind the 22 car in qualifying. He actually qualified really well. Dale was saying he's too close to him. But, you know, I was kidding. I was like, man, maybe, maybe you need to <laughs> pick the fastest guy in qualifying and just go out there and follow him, you know, take him yeah. down. If we catch him, we're going to qualify pretty good. Yeah, it's not not bad advice there. Uh, you know what? As, uh, as, as frustrating as Friday might have been, I heard a story, Travis, where it could have got a lot more frustrating because there was a near accident in the garage during practice. <laughs> what can you tell us about that? Uh, it sounds like you've been talking to Tyler. How did uh, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, he gave me a hard time about it. I was, I was a little heated on the radio. Uh, I backed Dale out of the garage. And, you know, the 24 had an instance in Loudoun where they backed out of the garage and nobody was talking to him, and he ran into Boyer, I think it was, you know, and tore the car up and, you know, almost ran over a couple fans. And it's a dangerous situation. So yeah. I always back him out. And uh, I've told him before not to back out unless he hears my voice or, you know, hears somebody clearing him. But, you know, he put the window net up and just took off in reverse, wide open, you know, and trying to make the last couple runs in practice. We are in a hurry. And, um, he had his radio switched over to Radio 2, and he wasn't listening to Radio 1. And, uh, I might have lost it a little bit on the radio. I was really jealous. <laughs> cause, uh, I don't blame you. The car was coming at a high rate of speed, and he almost ran over a two-car generator. And it, <laughs> all, it worked out. It was, it was okay. We didn't hurt anything, but uh, I that, was pretty heated. So you had Kyle Larson coming. You had the two-teams generator Probably some fans. I mean, Richmond is a compact, you know, crowded garage. I honestly, Taylor, don't even know how it doesn't happen more often. Not with us, but just it's just so I'm terri- dangerous I'm in terrified a garage. in there. I, I, yeah. I've been to this race we're talking about numerous times and have had that feeling. Bristol, Martinsville, I mean, yeah. Those so, are- so basically Dale was on the wrong radio, and he didn't hear Travis saying, hold up. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I might have yeah. a couple other words in there, but <laughs> right. pretty much saying stop. I'll paraphrase uh, in the clean version. I think uh, Tyler told me that Travis finally said, does anybody hear me on this radio? <laughs> and everybody did except the one person that really mattered. 
So uh, exactly. But that, that you know what, crisis averted. You guys uh, came out of that unscathed and then raced back into the top five, which I'm telling you, that to me is so impressive with you guys. How you are always able to persevere. Uh, you have this resilience about you that you're never out of it. You you just you're never out of it. That's right. You know, we're, I kind of feel like we're the kind of team flying under the radar. You know, we when we finished the uh, 26 races, third in point. You know, and we've had a pretty good year so far. We you know definitely could get better, but uh, I think everything's coming together at the right time. And you know, in the years past, he's run good all year, led the points going into the chase, and it wasn't very impressive going into the chase. You know, I think. I feel like this year, you know, we're going to max out at the right time, and that's what it's going to take. Well, I think you just hit on something, both of you did, that this team is as good, if not better, than everyone else is, and that is battling adversity, getting better as the as the race goes on. You have to have that ability, and the last three races are perfect examples of that, and that's like we said last week, that's one of the criteria you have to have to win a championship. Certainly, you have to have uncomparable, incomparable speed to everybody else in the field. Is that the thing that has to improve, Travis, in order for this team to win a championship? I mean, clearly we see it with Gibbs. We've seen it with Penske at times, certainly, too. Is that what has to improve for this team to win a championship at Homestead? You know, I think it's it's not really one thing. It's Everything has to come together at the right time. You know, we can't have the fastest race cars and then have bad pit stops. You know, we can't have the best engine and then not the best body on the car for downforce you know we got everything has to come together at the perfect time and just click you know and then we'll get us a few wins here in the chase and uh go to homestead and run for the championship let's do it well we're all pulling for you that's for sure we appreciate your time my friend yeah no problem gotta get this uh chicago car ready and go down there and win a race and a smooth first three races make it a fast one that's right it is see you buddy see you man Travis Mack joining us here, the car chief on Speed Dial. Good stuff here on the Dale Jr. Download. All right, it's time for Reaction Theater and our chance to hand out either a pair of spy earbuds or their wireless speaker to our favorite caller. And also, don't forget, you can go online to spyoptic.com and get yourself a pair of Dale Jr. Signature 88 Shades. This includes the Dirty Mo, McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Once you're ready to check out, enter discount code NATIONWIDE88 and get 20% off of that purchase. All right, Miss Amanda, what you got? Woo! Chase Elliott got the win at Richmond. How about that? Put him back in the championship hunt. Man, I'm 25 years old, and I'm calling this dude a kid, and he's doing better than me. Man, go get yourself another championship and prove to everyone that when you get to Hendrick Motorsports, you are going to win yourself a Sprint Cup. Get it, Chase! How about that? You know, yeah. all these people around, not around here necessarily have been saying, oh, this the uh, championship at the Xfinity level is, is over with. Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Junior Motorsports, that might have been the best overall race for all of our teams that I can remember us having you know, as a company. As far as all three cars? I yeah. mean, Regan had a chance to win that. He, he, he and Chase were running one-two for a while. And then Josh Berry, yeah. who became the media darling for that race, and well-deserved. I mean, he raced that thing all weekend. Uh, that was just a really good night for Junior Motorsports. Busher didn't have a good day, uh, so that's a 21-point difference between Chase yeah. and uh, and Chris Busher now. So it can happen, man. Yeah, there you go. If Chase and Ernie really get this thing clicking, like they like they showed, and, and Junior Motorsports as a company finds that wait, hold it, speed, then watch out. You hear that, Amanda? 
Speed. But speed's what we need. Sounds like we got a lot of drivers chasing chickens then. <laughs> That's right. We need, <laughs> <laughs> we need to chase more chickens. Who's next? Let me tell you something, man. I, I gained a lot of respect back for Greg. I tonight, last few races, kind of shady, but tonight, a lot of respect to Greg, really. The first half of the race was kind of kind of rough. Second half, I mean, yo, Greg, great job. Hashtag six beers. Hashtag six beers to go. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> halfway. Yeah. He's yeah. halfway home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the flags it's out. It's an official race. There. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, Greg. Greg has done a really good job, I think, with this team. Don't you? I mean, as the season has gone along, I think he has really, really excelled. I thought, and that's what you want. You want everybody to get better as the season goes along. And I think, in his first year as a crew chief at this level, he's done that. And people forget, and I forget, this is his first year as a Cup crew chief. I mean, uh, think about the learning curve. He had. He got baptized by fire. You know, you start your first Cup job. As Dale Jr.'s crew chief, I mean, that can't be easy. So, uh, I think he's done a great job. Who's next? What a great run for Team 88. But it looks like that championship for 2015 is going to go through Joe Gibbs Racing. Unless Hendrick pulls something out of their ass in the next 10 races, there's no <laughs> way Junior, Jimmy, or Jeff is going to win this championship this year. Joe Gibbs is pulling this. Hell yeah. I got to tell you, though, I mean, like, if you look back historically – Tony, no one saw Tony Stewart winning four years ago. Nobody saw Brad Keselowski winning with ten races to go three years ago. Certainly nobody's shocked when Jimmy wins, as he did two years ago. But Harvick wasn't the favorite going into the single. Gano had won a bunch of races coming into the chase. Uh, he won Richmond last year coming into, uh, coming into the chase. So my point is, is things can change. It's like that, you know, uh, NFL team that goes undefeated in the regular season and they very rarely actually go win, win the Super Bowl. It, you know, and sometimes it's that – sometimes it's a wild card team, uh, you know, that uh, just hits that run. I mean, you cannot – please, let's not go ahead and crown Joe Gibbs the champion yet. I mean, they are running good for sure, no doubt about it. But uh, the way this format – we said it last week, the way this format is, it certainly sets up well to even out the playing field. Uh, with, with with the rounds, you know, with the, yeah. with the levels you, you have to go. And Kyle Busch, for one, has never been anywhere as close to as strong in the chase as he has been in the regular season, if you will. Yeah, I think he'll be good this year, though. I, I, honestly, I, I mean, think they're running you well. You think that, but I'm, I, and certainly you're right, but he, historically he has not Ta- had some listen, of his best races this time of year. Talladega will shake the whole thing up. It really will. It really will. I mean, think about that for a second. Some of these Some of these cars at Gibbs could be involved in the big one. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. So, all right, who's next? Hey, guys. Just uh, finished watching the race. Really hoping on the last restart that Almirola could have got up there and got the win instead of backing his way into the playoffs um, or the chase. Like the driver, I won't mention. His name's on the door and the quarter panel. Good showing for the 88. Look forward to the chase. Uh, go, Junior. Great job, everybody. Um, hashtag enough beers where I thought I should call, but not enough beers where I think I should go do karaoke. <laughs> karaoke. karaoke. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty but good. But clearly he's had enough beers if he can't say karaoke. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> All right. Kenseth is the man. But what's his name? The Dale Jr.'s third chief. Uh, oh, Greg Ives is my hero. 29th to 5th. Come on. Go to you. Give it, Chase. 
I'm glad that people are calling in and giving him props because they sure do pick up the phone to give him critiques oh, yeah. when things aren't going well. So I'm glad people are calling in and saying he, he had a good race. I is, that is refreshing, I have to say. Like, in college football world, when I miss a pick, I, I mean, my Twitter explodes. Whoa, that's exclusive to college football, people, Taylor? People, no, Wait yeah, a second, no, never, Mr. Bristol. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been, <laughs> been perfect on this show. But uh, <laughs> if I miss a pick, people come after me left and right. Oh, I can't wait until Monday when Taylor's going to have to eat, cr- blah, blah, blah. You never get the credit. That happens in college football, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in I, other words, you suck making picks all I've around. I've been 100% accurate on this show. I don't, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what you're talking about. Who's next? Okay. Twitter's got to be pulling a prank on me right now because Paul Menard's in the chase, Jay McMurray is in the chase, and Dale Jr. finished fifth at Richmond? You guys got to be kidding me. Like, I, I'm lost. I think you guys are pulling a prank on me. I don't know. I've been, I don't know. I've been drinking since freaking noon. It's about freaking 9 o'clock. I... I forgot count, frickin' it's, I'm going to put a, um, put a point at 15 beer deep, mm. but, uh, I don't know, I think you guys are frickin' pulling with me, I can't believe it, yeah, yeah, let's go win the championship. Was that four frickins? I think it was four frickins. You should have beat the frickin'. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be funny. Who's next? <laughs> Well, Kyle went up to Richmond. He was looking for a race to steal. He sped fast in his car out in front so far to make them regular squeal. When he came across this young man saw on her wheel and racing it hot, and the boy jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Shrub, let me tell you what. The boy said, my name's Chase Elliott, and it might be a sin, but I'm going to show you yet you're going to regret I'm the best it's ever been. Oh, Chase, you gas that car up and race the others hard because hell's broke loose in Richmond and Rowdy Shrub's dealing cards. And if you win, you get this shiny trophy made with glass. But if you lose, Rowdy Shrub kicks your ass. Hell yeah, Chase. Chase, yeah. No beers? Go get them tomorrow night, Dale. Can I just say, <laughs> can, uh, uh, well, hey, well done, Mike. Let me just say, the fact that Junior Motorsports had what I think is its best night has everything to do with the fact that Kyle Busch was in that race. You know what I'm saying? And all the like, all the heavy hitters were there. And Josh Berry even passed Kyle Busch twice. They didn't beat him at the end, Josh. But that was because of a pit stop. Uh, but we outran what I think is the best, uh, you know, at the Xfinity Series for sure. That might have been Submarine Mike's best work. That was close. That was pretty strong right there. <laughs> that is pretty strong. And I know he's already won, but right now it would be yeah. hard not to give it to him because that well, was let's impressive. Let's see. We got this last one that Amanda's marked. Who we got? Well. Uh-oh. Thanks to Taylor. Oh! Failed attempts at <laughs> positive mojo this year. <laughs> I figured. Yes! I better get my fat ass in my neighborhood uh, again. Love this man. Start running. Try to. Got to get some positive energy here for Team 88 since <laughs> Daytona. I'm a little pissed. We don't have any more wins. I'm a little pissed. We can't get a good starting position. I am thrilled to be starting this new round of playoffs <laughs> with the momentum that we have. We have one goal starting today. And that goal is to get out of this first round. A win would be nice, but quite frankly, we don't need wins. We need to do what we've been doing, and we'll move on. Taylor, Mike, 
if I lose one pound running in my neighborhood or I get in any better shape, I'm going to be pissed. Hell yeah. Damn, and yeah. There, ladies and gentlemen, I know. is your champion. I wonder if Dan could catch a chicken. Oh, you no know he could. No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, with, with, a, with a weapon. Listen. But not, yeah. but not with his hands. <laughs> Listen. Dado actually has been spending a lot of time here in North Carolina. He's doing some work. Or actually, I think he's doing it in South Carolina. But uh, he's going to be coming up here soon. What do you say that we get a chicken and see if Dan can catch it? I think we need to get Junior to chase the chicken first. I mean, come on. If we're going to win a championship, let's go after it, Why don't man. we just all try to chase the chicken? That's fine. I'm, if, I'm, I'm Did that sound that. bad? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just – this is just it, – yeah. we're off the rails sound, today. It sound tremendous. So you're giving it to Dan. Absolutely. What about Amanda? Ooh, see, I think I'm going to give it to the second caller that congratulated Greg. Said he had a good race. I, I like really? people that are calling. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel like people are so hard on Dado, Greg. I was on your Wait team, a second. Buddy. Wait a second. Greg must take a beating that you you must not let all the way through here because you seem emotionally. Uh, <laughs> just, she, she's all about charred She's here. all You're, about people in the pits. You know that. Well, if you think about the last couple of weeks of calls that we've had, you even pointed it out at one point. It was like, get your s together. Get you know. What's going on with Greg? I was like, I feel like people have been really hard on him. It was I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm glad he's. I understand what you're saying. Okay. But Dado started running two years ago and ran every single week for Reaction Theater. <laughs> and Dale Jr. did not win, but had an epic, historical nine week stretch. That's right. And so. In the chase. And guess what? If we had the same points format, including what happened in Chicago two years ago, this team would have won that championship two years ago. And Datto started running and everything changed. So I'm just saying, look, I do respect you, Amanda. <laughs> you have, you are the president of Reaction Theater. All due respect, Mike. Uh, so you do get the last word, but I had your back, Datto. That's all. Do I'm I get a vote? I haven't yes. even voted yeah, yet. You can vote. I honestly think, uh, but both Datto and Mike have won this year. Yes. Dado's won already? Yes. Yeah, Dado's won already. Do you remember what you sent either one of them? I do remember that we sent the wireless speaker to Dado because we thought it would be good and sloppy yellow. Okay. Oh, okay. And then what did you send to Mike? I think he got the speaker as well. Okay. Let's send those both of them some sunglasses. Okay. Let's just send them some sunglasses. Both. I think they deserve it. They brought their A game. Dado's running. Okay. That's going to have to keep happening if we're going to win a championship. Yeah. We've got to keep him happy. Yeah, we do. Okay. But Mike also, uh, I, I was impressed. I mean, he gave us a little devil. Devil went down to Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at, for the most part, he hit his rhymes. <laughs> he was great. So I think we just send him both sunglasses. Okay. Spy sunglasses. And we're only penalizing him because he's already won and been so creative. Yeah, but so has Dado. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a fair shake there. Fair enough. All right. Well, there you go. Reaction Theater is open 24 7. Dado's the man. All you have to do is call toll free 1 855 740 1902. And leave us your voicemail message. We'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. That really did make my day. I know it was. It made mine too. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I, I was so surprised. I wasn't expecting he, to hear from him, yeah. and especially not running. He does not like to run. <laughs> I might actually have to go back and listen to that series of reaction theaters from two years ago. Get just, you fired up, just to remember. Hey, uh, and, and, and folks, what? those are all in, I was in the archives. I say you're in luck. You can easily find them at DaleJr.com. That's right. And uh, on the po- and if they're if you already are subscribing to the podcast, they're right there. Go to iTunes. Go yeah. su- go to whatever you got. Go back to uh, 
This would have been our first year of doing the Dale Jr. downloads. It would have been like episode. Yeah, so it would have been legitimately, it would have probably been uh, episodes 27 through 36. That's exactly right. Or, well, we did a couple extra. We did 40. Did we do a couple extra? Okay. We, yeah. We'll start we around there. We didn't take any weeks off uh, in the pre-Amanda uh, yeah, yeah. era. We've gotten older. Thank God we do that now. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. No, they were episodes 31 through 40 is where you want to search, and you will love hearing some of that stuff. Really, really funny. Time now for It Takes a Nation, presented by Nationwide. I tell you what, I am really excited about this week's Takes a Nation because guess who I've got in studio, Amanda? Just guess. Take a guess. Don't even look in front of you. Just guess. <laughs> Josh Barry. You didn't give me a chance to guess. Because you took too long. I was excited. I'm telling you what, I'm still on cloud nine after Josh Barry's race this past weekend, and I think we all are because, Josh, I don't know if you noticed this. You were sort of a fan favorite my friend, this is your fourth race or third race. This was your third Xfinity Series race, and in, in your, all your starts have been with Junior Motorsports. This is your first race at Richmond, correct? Uh, <coughs> ran a and East race. There. No, but in the Xfinity yeah, Series, yeah, yeah, in the right? Xfinity, yeah, yeah. And you go in there, and man, like you lay the wood to people. <laughs> I mean, from practice to qualifying to the race, dude. I mean, am I wrong? It went pretty well. I don't know about laying the wood. But you laid the wood. <laughs> It Chase is lucky for, that, you, that caution came out there at the end. You were coming. Yeah, might be, might be. But uh, in all seriousness, buddy, how are you feeling a couple of days after this uh, weekend? It's had to be an incredible weekend. Yeah, it was an incredible weekend. I mean, it's still hasn't really sank in, I don't think. I mean, it was unreal how noticed I was in the race, after the race, you know, post-race going and, and – uh, we were joking about sitting next to Kyle Busch in the media center, and and uh, it was unreal how how quickly things changed. But we had a great weekend, really, from start to finish, and uh, it carried over to the race. You're always, you know, we after practice, you're always like, well, I hope it goes good in qualifying. And then after qualifying, we're like, well, that was pretty damn good. And then <laughs> in the race, you're like, well, <laughs> you're like, if it just goes easy. if it just goes half as good as everything <laughs> else has, we're gonna be all right. And then it went even better. I mean, it was unreal. Uh, it was unreal to see the success that we had, but it just—I think that track and and we had a uh, had a great car. I mean, the the Speedco Chevy was awesome, and that place and the and everything and how the race played out just played right in my favor. I think. Obviously, Dale was proud of you. He said so in the press conference. He said so on Twitter. Uh, but what was like the response from everybody else that you got? You know, as as the night kind of wore on. Nearly everybody here that has my number what reached out to me to to tell them how or tell me how impressive that run was and and how how everyone was just pumped around here and it was so cool and even the first two times last year we ran you know each i mean it could have it should have went better than it did but we still did a lot of good things and i think over the time that i have been out of that car i think you know i've continually gotten better as a race car driver but i learned a lot from the mistakes i made in the first two races and i think you know, learning from those mistakes, plus going to a track and and a car in a race that kind of fell more into my what I'm used to every Saturday night racing short tracks. I mean, it just it just was like a it just made it way successful. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got to ask you a question because when you passed Kyle Busch uh, the first time, I think everybody watching was like, "Wow, Josh just legitimately passed Kyle Busch." Did Josh Berry just say to himself, though, this is what I want to know from you, in the car, did you say, I just passed Kyle Busch? Hell yeah, I did. I mean, so, like, <laughs> as focused as you are, you did know what you had just accomplished. Yeah, there. hell yeah. Hell yeah, I was running, I catch him, <laughs> I'm like, man, this is 
this is going to happen. Did you like, wave to him? Did you no, did, did, did you shoot him a bird? Did no, you, nothing nothing did, bad like that. I definitely <laughs> uh, I definitely knew it though, and and I caught him, and it's like after that, it was just like reset and i'm like the next one was logano and i'm like i'm gonna go get him too oh then, how about then, that that would have fired me up man. <laughs> i would have gone like, crazy i got I, I ended up ultimately getting in second dave's like well you're the fastest car on the track just keep going and i'm and i was catching brian scott that one run and then we were getting ready to have to make a green flag pit stop so i think the good lord was probably looking out for me right there and make <laughs> throwing that having a caution <laughs> instead of making me have a green okay. flag pit stop so i was okay with that caution because we were about <laughs> to have to pit anyway <laughs> That, well, this is this is good though because I was going to ask you. I mean, pit stops. It's got to be difficult when you don't make them like this in these types of cars. It's not like you can go out there and practice them and simulate this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have all the pit stop practice you want behind a shop. It ain't the same. So, how difficult was that? I mean, it's just hard because there's you don't ever like you said there. You don't ever do it. I mean, I've done it in three races. Mm-hmm. I bet I've made a. I if you told me I'd made ten pit stops, I'd be surprised. You know, I mean, probably three or four races usually what you get. And it's just hard. It's hard to put it all together. You know, you can try to do one thing right and more or less not screw up anything else. You know what I mean? And those guys are so good because they do it every week. And especially the cup guys um, who pit 10, 12 times a race some weeks. So it's it just it, – it's. I never – I wish I had that experience. That's one thing I would really love to have yeah. had before these races. But, I mean, I just told myself to not – do anything dumb not slide through the box don't speed don't do anything that can take a pretty good day which we were having and make it a really bad day and uh i think the more aggressive um and being more consistent on pit pit road will just come with more experience you know what also seems like would be very difficult uh, if i'm you and that would be restarts especially if you don't have a whole lot of seat time in these cars but the horsepower that these things generate uh but how you keep from sliding your tires Every single restart, I, it baffles me. And I, that's another thing that I was just so impressed by, that, that you and a lot of other these kids that jump in these cars and just drive them and, and don't, like, completely butcher and wad up the field on a restart, it, it blows my mind. But was that difficult or was that pretty quick? I mean, being at a short track probably helped you a little bit. But Yeah, yeah, that helped. I think they actually, for the most part, they went all right. I, I, I think that our car just took a couple laps to really get going. So it kind of, I just found myself racing people early, and it kind of, we'd lose some time, and we'd get spread out. And then after, you know, five, six laps, we'd get better. And then after, like, ten laps, we were getting better. And just the longer we went, the better and better we got. The restarts, you know, they went, they actually went pretty decent. You always hope to gain time, but, you know, the la- the only one that really had a problem was the last one. And I got, actually got pretty aggressive and went three wide, and then kind of got, you know, used up a little bit, and <laughs> you know, had to boot somebody out of the way. And then, you know, by the, end, by the end of it, we're back in seventh. I'm like, well, hell, that could have been a lot worse. I asked you this question last year after your first race at Iowa. I'm going to ask it to you again. What other driver out there that, you know, that that you raced against and maybe, you know, not the Kyle Bushes or anybody, but what other driver out there impressed you? And I don't even know if you remember your answer from last year. I do. We brought it up on Dirty Mo Radio earlier this year. But who else did you race against? Uh, Friday night that just like you're like man that, that guy can drive. Um, Eric Jones. Yeah, I would say Eric Jones. I think he has a lot of talent, and uh, he kind of comes from he's you know similar like the late model path. You know he ran super late models, but but still the same kind of deal. And and uh, obviously we've seen the success that he's had this year, and yeah, and he benefiting from Kyle's 
injury earlier in the season, I mean, he really made the most of that opportunity. So I'd, that'd probably be my answer. I'd say I think he's definitely going to be around for a long time. Do you remember who you said last year? We had him on a guest on uh, Kelly's podcast this year, and uh, it was Landon Castle. Yeah, you, I do remember that now. I mean, yeah. He, and, you know, and, and Landon, given his equipment that he was racing, and uh, you could just tell that he gets everything he can out of the car. And uh, yeah. we, we actually told him that um, – uh, and he was very appreciative of that uh, earlier this year when he was on Kelly's show. I got I don't want this to end, so uh, I want to go into the media press conference afterwards because I'm going to tell you something. I think you were in uh, in front of the microphone and in that press conference longer than the winner, longer than Dell, maybe. I mean, like I, I can't remember Dale how long. Dell was a, a good yeah. 15 minutes, but but, yeah. but it he was, was all you. But 13, he was talking yeah. about Josh. Yeah. So I I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of sponsors that pay a lot of money to get as much exposure <laughs> as Josh Berry and Speedco got Friday night on that whole telecast and in the press conference. What was your thinking? That had to have been a surreal moment when you're standing up there and the media are just firing off questions at you, and they're, like, saying, you know, forgive us, but, you know, this is kind of the first time we're, like, actually seeing you race and, and hearing about you, and you're answering these questions, and it's like they didn't want it to end either. Yeah, it was – I mean, it, it really just shows, I think, how – bad you know some of these series need that feel-good story i think they need somebody like like me that comes in there and and they they loved that you know they loved that they didn't know about me they let you know it was so crazy and as for myself i mean it was unreal like they told me to park left on the pit road and i'm like and i see the camera (laughs) and i'm like okay i guess that makes sense and tiff's like we're gonna be here a while like we got you're the we got nbc we got mrn we got we got to go to the uh, media center we got serious after that blah blah blah, blah. i mean I, it was like i'm like holy cow she's like yeah you were the top story of that race and then and then uh i mean that was just all crazy and i just tried to go through that without saying anything dumb or anything which i actually thought <laughs> you I did, did a, a great good job. job for you, you did know, a great just, job Tried to be honest about it. D- Dale Jr. gave us a couple scares there during the, during his, but you were great. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so then you know whatever we went home, and I got home, and I was like, I was wired up, and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I'm gonna turn that race on, and see, because everybody was texting me. I had like a hundred texts on my phone. I mean, all kinds of people texting me saying, "Man, they raved about you on the broadcast." You know, Speedco was all over that. Like we talked about earlier, and I actually didn't even think. I mean, they were Carl Edwards is name dropping Speedco for right. supporting me, and it was unbelievable to hear. And I sat there and watched that race till I stayed up way too late, but it was awesome. I was going to ask you, how long did it take you being in your house? Did you start watching that race? I got home. It probably it wasn't it wasn't a half hour probably. <laughs> I, I think I took a shower, grabbed a beer, and then turned it on and just sat there and watched it and just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was so cool. I mean, it was exactly as a race car driver who is struggling and and looking for you know to make the the next step and and to get that partner to kind of help push you know i mean that was exactly what i needed we got to get a sponsor for this guy i'm telling you i, I want him in our race yeah. cars I, I i love the story you're right you, you bring up the point i mean this is a good story uh dale if you want to hear how dale and josh met each other you need to go to the said junior the most recent edition of said junior and you can hear dale's full press conference on dirty mo radio uh, and, and he tells that story, so we won't retell it, but I'll tell you, iRacing was involved, and that you lived in Tennessee, you moved here, you had a test, uh, and... Lived I, with his mom? Li- yeah, lived with <laughs> That was hilarious, Dale, <laughs> yeah. talking about that. Uh, lived with Dale's mom and her husband, Willie, which, what was that like? 
It was honestly, they were great to me. Um, <laughs> I just tried to stay out of their hair the most I could. You know, I, I just tried to do my own thing. But I mean, she was. Can you awesome. imagine living with Brenda? I mean, she she was great. <laughs> she she is a amazing cook. I don't think I've had food that good since <laughs> I left there. I'd, I'd go back today for dinner if she'd invite me. But uh, I mean, it was awesome. They were great to me for doing that. And then you know, I ended up like I said, I, I started working here and then got my own place. And it just seems so long ago now, but. I mean, it, like like we said, I mean, it just makes for such a great yeah. story. Uh, you're back in the late model this weekend. Mm-hmm. We're running the uh, that car, the cars tour, late model stock yep. race at Myrtle Beach this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. Myrtle Beach is one of my favorite tracks. Oh, that's so great. It's a great track, and we've yep. had a lot of success there. We're actually two for two in that series. So we're going to try to make it three in a row. How how much are they packing into those grandstands these days at Myrtle? I'll be honest, that place has kind of been struggling a little bit. I, I feel like this tour race, they seem to bring a lot of cars, a lot of sparks, a lot of interest around there. But um, I think they just struggle a little bit because, you know, it, when they race there during the summer, everyone goes there to go to the beach. Right, I mean, it's vacation and then, time. And then in the wintertime, like we have a couple coming up like this week, won't be more so, but their big race is the Myrtle Beach 400, and that's in November, and it's always ice cold. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. I mean, it takes, you know, it's tough to – go to any, any kind of sporting event. I mean, if you, any kind of thing when it's real cold. So I hope they have a great crowd. That tour has been drawing a bunch of people, and it's been pretty successful so far, and we've enjoyed being a part of it. So uh, hopefully they get a good field of cars and a good amount of people watching. Well, anybody that's been keeping up with Josh's career, and especially this season, I mean, he's got two championships for us in the late models already, won the championship last year, just wins all the time in the late model. Hopefully he gets another one this weekend at Myrtle. And I'm going to tell you something. I really want this guy sponsored. We've got to uh, get this guy in an Xfinity Series car because uh, he can really do some good things. And it is such a good story, and he's such a great guy. I mean, he lived with Brenda. I mean, how can you come out of that experience, <laughs> and, and, you know, and still still have all your wits about you and be able to race a car and keep it on the track? Josh Berry has achieved that. Uh, I mean, get him a sponsor, right? Yeah, that reminds me of something funny when we were talking about watching that broadcast is the uh, beginning of it. It's probably, I mean, literally, it took one lap for them to start talking about me. And they had that caution. They had a wreck on, like, the first lap. Caution comes out. Carl Edwards is like, who's this Josh Berry guy? What's his story? <laughs> or something, like, you know, where, where's he from? Oh, yeah. And I think he's meaning, like, what did Josh Berry race before this? You know, is he a dirt racer? Is he a road course racer? Whatever, you know. And that the, the lead if he goes, he's from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl Edwards is like, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Right, I guess right I on. set myself up for that one. <laughs> he's like, that was... He's like, I didn't really mean that, but okay, he's from Tennessee. I noticed I started getting tweets immediately from fans going, Mike Davis, what is your job? Let them know what his story is. And are you I, oh yeah, so it, it didn't take long. Now Josh has his fans that are now, you know, making sure we're doing our job. <laughs> but that's good. He deserves it, man. I'm telling you. Great job, Josh, and thank you for being on Takes the Nation. Uh you've been just an awesome story this year and a lot of fun to be around. Fans, check out Nationwide's promotion this week on at Nationwide88. All you have to do is wish Dale Jr. good luck for the chase by using hashtag GoodLuckDale, and 88 fans will get a poster-sized tweet sent to them signed by Dale. Again, check out at Nationwide88 and send Dale Jr. a message on Twitter using hashtag GoodLuckDale. Also, this week is your last chance to celebrate Dale Jr.'s birthday with him at track. Tour Dirty Mo Acres and support Nationwide Children's Hospital. Check out omaze.com slash Dell Jr. That's O-M-A-Z-E dot com slash Dell Jr. for all the details. Here's what's coming up this week on Dirty Mo Radio. Tomorrow, Kelly will be joined by Miss Melanie Self from Motor Racing Outreach as they discuss the Better Half Dash coming up Charlotte weekend on Fast Lane Family presented by Wella Professionals. 
Thursday, Regan Smith and Heath White will chat with Richmond race winner Chase Elliott on Junior Motorsports Upfront, presented by Dale's Pale Ale. Remember, you can always catch Dale Jr.'s at-track press conferences on said Junior, presented by Nationwide. Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are available free of charge 24-7 on DaleJr.com, iTunes, and all major podcasting outlets. All right, Mike Davis, let's throw the white flag. White flag right there, white flag. All right, now I see this guy next to me. He's a member of my family. I don't know what he does for you here. I know he does something. First name Davis is a lot. I'm telling you. I mean, he produces What's his official podcast. title here? Uh, so, I guess it's social media manager. Is that right, Davis? What is your title here? Social media manager is what I usually but, say to people. Yeah. But you can also hear him on Junior Motorsports up front every week. Unless you wanted to listen last week when Davis and Heath just decided not to do one. Oh, that was very nice. I said, where's the podcast, guys? And they're like, uh, yeah, Davis comes over from his office. He says, we decided not to do it. And I'm like, oh, is you can just do that, <laughs> yes. huh? Okay. I didn't yes. know that's the rules around that's my, here. That's my boy. Do you, have mem- <laughs> yeah. do you have member of Taylor's family on your business cards? I don't. I don't even have business cards, actually. Oh, okay. You well. don't? No. Was I supposed to order you something? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, Stacey asked if I needed something. I said I didn't think so. Didn't. This is staying in, Amanda. Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, he used to be intern Davis, the greatest intern of all time. Right, at WFNZ? On a, on a show that I was part of. Yes. Oh, we don't talk about – we don't give the letters No, no, more. no, you can. Okay. I'm just saying I was also part of that show, yeah, yeah. And he was the greatest intern of all time. And now he works for and you. now he works for us. In fact, uh, Davis is here because you and I went to lunch in January. Was it in January or December or something like it that? It was in January. And, and, and you told me that uh, – I said, Davis is available, and you said, I'm going to hire him I by called the end of the him, day. And I, you did. I, I texted him from the table. Yeah. Okay, Davis, let's read. White flag. Huge week for Dell Juniors, the chases across America, but that doesn't start until tomorrow. Today, Dell Junior will be at Hendrick Motorsports today for competition meetings as they prepare for Chicago this weekend. Wednesday morning, he'll take off for LA. When he gets there, he'll film a segment with Mark Wahlberg for the show Wahlburgers. You're a big really? fan, right? Yeah. You, you love Mark. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. 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 My brother lives in Boston. He ate there the other day. He said it's delicious, and they oh. have their own beer, and it's delicious. Wahlburgers? Yeah. Oh, so that's go. a Boston restaurant. It's, I guess. I don't know. I know there was one in Boston. There you go. And by the way, he reads sort of. He went to South Carolina, so it's going to take him a long time to do this. Speaking of South Carolina, do we want to bring up? Yeah, okay. We'll talk later. (laughs) That episode will air later in the fall on A and E. Then Dale will tape a segment on the show, The Suit, with comedian actor Joel McHale on E Network. Dale will proceed to Fox Studios for the Fox Sports Car Wash, where we'll do interviews with America's pregame, Fox Sports Radio, and the Jay and Dan podcast. The Jay and Dan podcast. They're the dudes that do like the Jay or the, the sport, the sports center of Fox Sports One. I know that's like the biggest insult ever <laughs> to compare to ESPN, but that's what they do. They're like the main okay. anchors on the, the one or something like that. Yeah. And Dale will be on there. Yeah, okay. there you go. He'll close his Wednesday schedule with an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel Live on okay, NBC. I heard you heard him. him. You heard him? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's there a big one. Yeah. <laughs> on Thursday, you can listen to Dale on Sirius XM, NASCAR Channel 90, oh, Trading yeah. Paint with yeah. Chuck Myers and yeah. Jim Noble. Too bad Mike Davis can't hear that. First name Davis can, though. <laughs> <laughs> then Dale leaves Chicago for Chase Media Day where he'll do a lot more interviews. At 3.30 p.m. on Thursday, he'll participate in a fan event in Lincoln Park called Chase Fest. That's with all the Chase drivers. When go. that's ever, believe it or not, Dale will actually be able to go to the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> He's not racing the truck race Friday night, but this new driver, Kyle Larson, is. Did you know that? Oh. Kyle Larson's oh, running a truck cool. horse. Very cool. The same guy that he almost crashed in practice in the garage <laughs> backing out of his stall is yeah. now running a truck horse. Larson will be in the double zero Haas Automation Silverado that races Friday night on Fox Sports 1. Dale Jr. won't be in the Xfinity Series race on Saturday, but his drivers will be. Yeah. Regan Smith in the Tax Slayer Bull Chevrolet. The rap video just went up if you want to see that. 
last week's the winner, what? Chase Elliott. The, the Taxayer Bowl rap. Oh, the rap just, video. I'd like it. Just when, went up. When has Regan started his <laughs> hip hop career? Yeah, that also has gone up. That's last week's winner, Chase Elliott, and the Napa Chevrolet, and Casey Kane, the number 88 Great Clip Chevy. That race is on Saturday on NBC Sports Network. Hey, Chase Elliott won that race. I want to tell you something. There's, there's a dude in the 88 last week. If there wasn't a costume, there's a dude, yeah. and I'm just going to say, there's a dude in the 88 that may or may not be sitting next to me right now. Joshua Berry. Dialed up. Tennessee's Joshua Berry was coming. <laughs> he was coming, boy. <laughs> the first chase race for the 2016 Sprint Cup is Sunday from Chicagoland Speedway. Dale Jr. will drive the number 88 Dyed Mountain Dew paint scheme in the Sunday event. You can watch it on NBC Sports Network. That's it. That's that it. First name Davis. First name Davis reading white flag this week. Sponsored by Josh Berry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I, you know, Davis, I don't know what you sound like when you get excited about anything, but that was pretty much the same level of boy. Like, yeah. I bet Amanda didn't even have to he, touch one of those You know knobs. what? He has, he has this side to <laughs> him that he doesn't like show only to a few people, and he gets real wild. Oh, he, yeah. yeah. You just need to go to Columbia to a football game. Or that, his Facebook that, page. That they win. <laughs> uh, yeah. And good luck to Amanda Wolfmeyer with this edition of the Dale Jr. Download Speed. presented by Spy. <laughs> she is probably concerned about what's going to happen. We thank Josh Berry for uh, joining us on the Takes a Nation segment this week. Yep. So we thank Dale Earnhardt Jr., we thank Travis Mack, we thank Mike Davis, we thank First, First Name, Name Davis. Davis Williams. For all those people, I am merely Taylor Zarzer. Let's go win us a championship. Let's do it. Thanks to Datto, too. That's this has right. been the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Well, this week's episode kind of went off the rails, but I think we pulled no. it back in. No, it didn't we go had off a the good rails. show. Maybe it stayed on the rails, like all the other episodes went off the rails. I don't think so. No, uh, no, no, no. Where did it go off the rails? It was my fault. I mentioned Rocky, and we went <laughs> off. We went off the rails. But you know where it got back on the rails? Dan, Dado, Dan the Junior. This fan. might have been the first time I've heard him run because really? I wasn't around that first season. Oh, isn't it great? Was it everything you thought it would be? It, I felt kind of bad for him. He's out of breath. Oh no, that was that. That's how Dan runs. I mean, like he, he doesn't <laughs> have to run far to get winded. Oh, my goodness. But I, you know what? I was happy that he called in. I wasn't expecting it. And I also, uh, I, that's why I wanted to send him sunglasses. Like, he, if anybody deserves spy sunglasses, he does. Uh, for for sure. getting out there, getting a little fitness, getting a little exercise going, getting ready for the chase, got to run off some of that energy. Hopefully some good mojo. Right. And then, you know, Submarine Mike, he got it too. Yeah, got to send him some sunglasses. But, yeah, I mean, spy shade. When you bring your A game like that, we got to send that man some shades, right? Right. And also, for those of you that uh, didn't get a chance to get these shades this week, you can still go online to spyoptic.com and get 20% off your purchase of any of Dale Jr.'s Signature 88 collection. All you got to do is enter Nationwide 88 at checkout and get that 20% off your purchase. That's right. Nationwide 88. <laughs>